Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. We hold adoption information seminars across the United States, Mm -hmm. and we've been doing it for the past couple years just to recruit adoptive families, speak to adoptive families about adoption, to educate them, to let them see and meet us in person. Because if you're working with an adoption agency in another state, it's really hard to never have face-to-face contact with them. And we only work with Arizona birth mothers, but we do work with adoptive families in other states. We now clarify that due to the Paul Peterson event. Oh, real? Okay. So that's changed the industry or at least your well, it, agency. Well, it's never changed our we've, – we've only had in-state birth mothers. Right. But it's something that should be stated because – You let it be known is what I mean. Yeah. Correct. Yes. But no, it's always been our practice. We uh, do, do not bring another birth mothers from other states. So when we have these informational meetings – We speak with lots of families that are just beginning the adoption stage Mm -hmm. and hoping to adopt. And we're often asked the same questions. And we're going to share some of those because let's learn more about adoption, right? Why not? What are birth mothers looking for in an adoptive family? Number one thing is love. Okay. They're looking for a stable family who can provide their baby with opportunities and a lifestyle that they themselves cannot provide. And that's the most simple answer I can give. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for the mansion or the private jet. I mean, They're... they wouldn't turn it down. but <laughs> The castle. Right, the castle. <laughs> Kelly's castle. Yep. <laughs> okay, what if they have other children? Will they still be able to uh, yes. get an adopt or birth mother to Choose be them? interested? Yes, yeah, so birth mothers don't... Some birth mothers want their child to be the first child, and other birth mothers want already a, an existing family with mm-hmm. children. So it's, I would say, 50-50. Okay. As to what a birth mother wants. Right. So, half so of the birth turn mothers, some off, but others, it, they may say, that's exactly yes, who I'm looking that's for, what they're somebody seeking. with a family. Correct. And so would that be the same for, for instance, a single mother? Sure. Absolutely okay. the same. Some so. are looking... Actually, I don't know that that I've had one specifically say, I want a single mother, Mm -hmm. but I've had birth mothers that are very open to single mothers. Okay. And they may have been raised by a single mother. They may have 
yes. Yeah, so that does not that is not looked at negatively at all. Okay. And that's in that aspect. Okay, let's go to uh open adoptions. Is that kind of like co-parenting? Is that No, like, that's no? a real big misconception. Okay. So, when you have an open adoption, it is an opportunity for there to be a connection and information exchanged. Okay. And maintained. And that's really that's what it. it is. It's not a co-parenting. This is not a exchange of custody or sharing decision making. Mm-hmm. At all. This is strictly an opportunity to be a part of the child's life and the adoptive family's life. Now, by and large, in a situation like this, um, where it's an open adoption, is it generally, this is your birth mother, I'm your adoptive mother or father, or is it a lot of times like, this is your aunt so-and-so, and don't exactly tell how? No, we always encourage families to be honest. Honest and open. Because... Okay, that makes sense. We want to make sure that, with regards to just about everything, mm-hmm. especially adoption, you want to make sure that you build trust. And when you have told a child a lie about who they are and their story, At some point, they hard. figure it out. Sure. Mm-hmm. When they're younger... And they're under three. A lot of times, birth mothers will, if they have a very open adoption, will have like a special name that the child will call them. They won't even say birth mother. Uh, We went to a conference this summer, the National Adoption Conference, and there was a birth mother telling her story. And she said that her son that she plays for adoption calls her Bunny. Okay. And That's just her nickname. That's just her nickname. And that's his Bunny. Hmm. And so there is... A way that you can do this that's loving and respectful and endearing. On all sides, yes. How long do you have to wait um, for the baby to be placed with you? So that really depends on how open you are in terms of your preferences. So a family that is very open with their preferences in terms of the type of adoption they want to do to which races they're open to, what... Uh, if they're open to drug exposure, mm-hmm. mental illness on the birth parents' history, the more open they are is how long they'll have to wait. So if they're open, it's mm-hmm. going to happen a lot faster. Right. Because there's going to be more opportunities that they can be presented to birth parents. Okay. If they have a lot of preferences and they're very firm in those preferences. Well, those preferences become limitations. Exactly. And okay. very well stated, by the way. Oh, Thanks. How about the cost? I know it's not cheap to adopt. How do families do this? How do they afford it? I think that is probably one of the biggest misunderstandings in adoption. Okay. Is adoption expensive? Sure. But so is life. Right. And And having kids in general is expensive. Correct. We are lucky enough there is an adoption credit that a lot of families are able to take advantage of that is huge, that mm-hmm. helps. Um, a lot of families apply for grants. People talk a lot about adoption and the fees and the cost. But what's interesting is you don't hear as much talk about the cost and fees of fertility treatments. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not as much negative press about the cost of fertility Certainly. treatments. And what's really interesting about that is an adoption success has a higher probability than many fertility treatments. Really? So if that's an interesting yes. 
take on that? I would recommend that adoptive families or families that are looking to adopt educate themselves. Mm-hmm. Educate themselves on prenatal drug exposure, uh, what an open adoption is, what a closed adoption is, what a semi-open adoption is, what an Indian Child Welfare Act adoption is, mm-hmm. uh, multiples. Normally, you see twins. I have never seen triplets or quadruplets. No? No, because those are usually conceived via fertility treatments. Okay. Whereas so that's twins... somebody that's trying to get pregnant. Correct. And, okay. Uh, I would also recommend that people research adoption professionals. You know, attend adoption information meetings. Check people's references. Do soul searching. Okay. Find yourself and really what matters to you. And that will help you with your adoption preferences in the long run. Mm -hmm. Because if you just grab a preference sheet and just start checking boxes, (laughs) is that really going to work for you in the end? Prepared, right. Right. And you need to be prepared. So, with these meetings, the uh, adoption information meetings you brought up, where do they find those? How So they would go to our website. They, okay. And we have an events page. And on the events page will be a list of, we have them locally here in Arizona and mm-hmm. in other states as well. Okay. And they are free. There's no charge. They get to come and learn all about adoption and ask questions. We often have other adoptive families present so that they can ask those families questions as well. I also recommend that... Families come up with a financial plan and a budget when they're going into an adoption plan because that way nobody's scrambling. Everything is laid out. It's one – it allows you to focus on your adoption and your Mm -hmm. journey rather than worrying about the money aspect. Right. Completing a home study is always the first step in an adoption plan. If you can view adoption as a set of stairs, the home study is the first step. And then you move up the stairs from there. Also, in your home study, your home study worker is going to be a great adoption resource. You can talk with them about who they work with regularly, recommendations that they have. They can give you adoption, educational materials. So that's really important. Also, don't put your life on hold during your adoption journey. Don't spend every day waiting to be chosen by a birth mother. You still have to live life. Yeah. You've got work to do. Yeah. You've got other family to memories deal with. Memories to make. And, yeah, memories to make. And uh, this can't be your entire life. But Correct. Uh, it's a big chunk. It's a big chunk, yes. Also, really developing an understanding of respecting people's opinions and that people do process thoughts and feelings differently than others. Okay. So your spouse may process a feeling of excitement or disappointment differently than you. And that doesn't mean that his is right and yours is wrong or yours is right and his is wrong. It just means that you're two different people. Right. Understanding that will help you build stronger relationships as you're gearing toward your adoption. Mm -hmm. Also, we recommend that families who are adopting don't do a baby shower before the baby's born. This is an adoption situation. Not every adoption goes through. Right. Unfortunately. So we recommend that until the termination of parental rights are done. Hold off on that. And the baby's born. Hold off on that. What a lot of families now are doing is called a sip and see. Mm -hmm. And that is where it's kind of like an open house and there's refreshments and they can see the baby. With an adoptive baby, it's very controversial as to whether or not you really want to pass the baby around because the baby's learning to bond to you. Mm -hmm. And so handing the baby to 25 people in an hour is probably not the best idea, especially with a newborn. 
I think that having, you know, people see the baby and stop by and spending that one-on-one time with them mm-hmm. after the baby's born and the adoption risk is gone, I think that is much a much emotionally safe choice. I think that you will be happier in the end rather than a baby shower. And if you're dead set on a baby shower, then just wait until after the baby's born yeah. with you. There you go. The other thing that is always asked, and it's a funny question, but friends and family always want to know, what do we give to an adoptive family? The same, same gifts. You would give. The exact same gifts that right. you would give to. They're still a mom and a dad. They're still right. having a baby. It's the same gifts. You know, adoption signs or canvases are cool. Mugs are cool. Adoption books. Um, baby clothes. Baby clothes, <laughs> ornaments, jewelry, cute onesies. Yeah. You know, gift cards, always appreciated. Yeah. The same. And adoptive families want to be seen and heard and viewed just like anybody who's having a baby. So give them that opportunity. My name is Robin and I placed my daughter almost three years old. Placing my daughter for adoption was one of the hardest but best decisions I've made in my life. I wanted to have her, but I knew it wasn't in my best interest at the time. I'm Native American. Placing our kids for adoption isn't something we do. I chose to place my baby outside of the tribe because I wanted her to have a better life. Like as much as you want to think that we have our little reservations and we're in our own little world, it's a struggle of its own that I don't wish on kids to have to grow up in. I see pictures of her and she is she has everything at her fingertips that I wish I could have given her. And I did give it to her in a way because I gave her to her new family. There's open conversations there still, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I don't, like, I feel I'm filled in with them, you know? I see her milestones, and I I can get a grasp of how she is with people, the way they talk about her, you know? And, like, they talk about her like she is this great being and you know she is because that's their gift and it's amazing to see that they accepted their gift so proudly. I'm thankful for building Arizona families. I don't know where I'd be without them. Three years later they're still in my life. Thank you for joining us on Birth, Mother Matters, and Adoption, written and produced by Kelly Rourke-Scarry and edited by me, Ron Raines. We also want to thank Building Arizona Families, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and the You Before Me campaign. A special thanks goes out to Grapes for letting us use their song, Ida Know, as our theme song. You can check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com, and you can call us 24 hours a day with questions or comments about the podcast or adoption in general at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. Make sure to join us next time on Birth, Mother Matters, and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines. We'll see you then.